Hello and welcome back to Quick Shanti, the place where we digest timeless wisdom one bite at a time. To those who have been listening all along, I'm sure you noticed I took a wee break. I was allowing myself to rest and find new inspiration, and I have. So thank you for your patience and thank you to any newcomers who have found themselves here today. So on this episode, we are rewinding the clock to the 12th century to acquaint ourselves with a remarkable woman whose life's work is almost unbelievable and whose wisdom continues to shine in our modern times. Allow me to introduce you or reintroduce you to the magnificent Hildegard von Bingen. Holiday hubidiwari, you might be asking. Well, Hildegard is a woman known to be many things. It's hard to nail her down in one sentence. She was a visionary, a composer, writer, herbalist, scholar, a polymath in the truest sense. She's most well-known for her music. So if you walked into one of Hildegard's abbeys back in the 12th century, you would have heard something like this. Pretty magical, right? <laughs> well, today we're going to unfold the life, the music, the philosophy, and the absolute genius of Hildegard von Bingen, a woman whose life is still dripping in mystique and marvel centuries after she graced this earth with her presence. But as usual, let's first settle in with a little bit of awareness. Go ahead and Soften your gaze or shut down your eyes if you're up for it. Just sense your body. Feeling the rise and fall of the abdomen. Just sensing. Together, we're gonna to take a nice deep inhale through the nose, hold at the top, and a nice long exhale. Together, inhaling through the nose. Hold. And a big open mouth exhale. All right, let's dive in. Hildegard von Bingen. Well, my affair with Hildegard began about eight years ago during a class I took in undergrad called Women in Music. Now, this affair turned into an enduring connection that's lasted nearly a decade, which you'll find out why soon enough. <laughs> Hildegard, right? Many know her as a nun. She was an abbess. She ran an abbey, but she was way, way more than that. Hildegard was many things, a true Renaissance woman, as we clarified in the introduction. She really emerged as this beacon of wisdom and female authority in a time when women rarely, if ever, had a podium. Before we look at Hildegard's greatest hits, let's just take a really brief dip into her history. Born in 1098 in Germany, Hildegard was the youngest of 10 children. 
I like to think and say that Hildegard was a gift to the world, but she was quite literally a gift to the church, or at least historians believed this to be her fate. Let me explain. So Hildegard was the 10th child in her family, and as was the custom of the time, she was offered as a tithe to the church. This meant that she was given to the church as a sort of tax to support the church and the clergy. So Hildegard was destined for a monastic life from the tender age of eight years old when she was given to her mentor, Huta of Spanheim. Huta was an anchorite, which means that she lived a secluded and contemplative life as a religious hermit. She took Hildegard under her wing and guided her through a life of prayer, study, and asceticism. It was within the confines of the monastery walls that Hildegard nurtured her burgeoning spirituality and really sharpened her curiosity that eventually soared to mystic heights, as we'll touch on later. So Hildegard's upbringing in the monastery, under Huta, gave her something that many women didn't have at the time, and this was just a basic education. So although Huta herself wasn't a highly educated woman, Hildegard still got to learn how to write and read, and she had access to libraries and scholarly texts. So she could learn. She could expand her mind into realms often unreachable for many of her female counterparts, individuals whose paths, more often than not, were predestined for marriage and or motherhood, devoid of the same scholarly adventures that Hildegard ventured upon. Over the years, Hildegard wore many hats, or habits, I should say. She was an abbess, an artist, a scientist, a healer, and yes, a prophetess. She was by all accounts a woman way ahead of her time, and she made some serious waves in an era guided by rigid patriarchal doctrines. So now that you've had a taste of Hildegard's history, let's begin to wade into the deep waters of her mind and her soul. It should be stated, as I'm pretty sure I've already stated a few times, Hildegard was ahead of the game. She was quite progressive for her time. Every time I delve back into her teachings, I find myself wrestling with the suspicion that she might have been a time traveler, just absolutely shaking shit up in the 12th century. But we should give her her deserved props, right? Hildegard, she used her education, she used her upbringing under Huta, fueled by her unending curiosity to really spend her life exploring, philosophizing, creating, and sowing seeds that would later blossom into some groundbreaking theories on spirituality, healing, and music. Today, we will navigate through these three central domains of her work, but please know this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to her contributions. So do some of your own research to really appreciate the legacy of Hildegard von Bingen. Now to start. A conversation about Hildegard would be utterly insufficient without highlighting her musical genius. I'm leading with this because, as I see it, Hildegard's music is the most profound, most mystical, awe-inspiring, and absolutely badass aspect of her life's work. She was a rock star, through and through. And what I learned in my Women in Music class all those years ago was that Hildegard is one of the first identifiable composers in Western music. One of the first recorded composers of human history. That in itself is a massive title, and you haven't even heard the most of it yet. Hildegard was a composer, yes. She was a lyricist, yes. But beneath both of those titles, she was really a visionary. 
Hildegard was known for falling sick quite often. And during these bouts of sickness, when she was bedridden and very ill, she would have really intense visions full of colors and images that she recorded into poetry. So her musical compositions were birthed from these very striking experiences that she would write into prose or to poems. So these weren't just songs. These were visions that she would illustrate with words and sound. And this becomes very clear when you listen to her music. Now, Hildegard's music is considered to be highly original and groundbreaking for her time, which is a theme we'll see in her other contributions. But during the 12th century, women's roles were significantly restricted. Hildegard's work as a published composer and her widespread recognition in that role was highly, highly unusual. Her extensive contributions to music during this period are a testament to her groundbreaking path. But what made her music so groundbreaking? What made it so original, so idiosyncratic? Well, during this period, the hottest liturgical music on the scene usually fell into the chanting genre, specifically Gregorian chant. Gregorian chant, although beautiful in its own right, was the known way of music at the time. It was a type of meditative background score for religious ceremonies. It usually had just one melodic line being sung, a cappella, no instruments involved. So here's a little clip of what Gregorian chant would have sounded like at that time. Enter Hildegard of Bingen, who musically explored far outside of these bounds. Hildegard's music is characterized by her expansive and soaring melodies that were really inventive for that time. She also experimented with harmony and melody, creating pieces that were more intricate and musically rich compared to the simpler, more austere or serious chants that were common. And here's a clip of one of Hildegard's compositions. You hear the difference, right? Hildegard incorporated instruments into her compositions where chants were typically a cappella. But on top of that, she had soaring harmonies and intricate layered sounds. Hildegard was adding a new layer of complexity and depth to her music that just didn't exist at the time. It's like she took the acoustic version and turned it into a full-blown studio track. Hildegard's fearless and curious exploration of different instruments, melodies, and harmonies made her music more emotionally charged, more vibrant, more evocative. But what set her apart was not only her ability to create music that ventured into uncharted territories, it was also her knack for marrying these melodies with highly compelling lyrics. Her lyrics were often filled with vivid imagery and deep imagination. Through her music, she explored theological concepts in a profoundly personal way that managed to resonate deeply with a large audience. Hildegard considered music as a way to connect with creation, a way to connect with the divine. 
Her approach to music was deeply holistic, encompassing her personal spirituality, her poetry, and her musical creativity all into one process. It was as if through her music, she helped pull people into these unseen realms, into her own visions, into the divine mysteries that clearly occupied her and fueled her lifelong creative expression. Many of her works are available today, all over, but I want to note it's really profound music. So take the time to listen to it, to be with it, to journal to it, meditate to it, or simply just sit down and listen. I'll drop a link in the description below, like I said, if you are interested in listening to some of her magical works. Now, the theme of Hildegard being way ahead of her time will continue um, throughout the next two pillars of her teachings that we're covering today. So as we move deeper into the wise waters of Hildegard's life, I want to talk about one of her most famous teachings, which she called Veriditas. So Veriditas is a Latin term that means greening power or greenness. So Veriditas represents the divine, the life-giving and regenerative force of creation. Very simply, Veriditas represents the force of life, the force of nature. So Hildegard was inspired by nature. She was inspired by the relentless push of nature to grow, to flourish, and then die only to regenerate and be born again. In her writings, Hildegard often translated Veriditas as the animating force that brings life and vitality to all living things. Veriditas is an expression of Hildegard's deep reverence for nature and for the cycles of life. She saw this greenness as an intelligent force that pervades all things. To me, this concept seems to resonate strongly with practices and philosophies that hail from pre-Christian times, echoing a pagan admiration for the Earth's vital forces. But that's for another episode. I want you to remember, it's the 12th century. Religious life during this time was marked by an atmosphere that was stern, rigid, and really focused on a strict adherence to the church, to the rules, to the order. On top of that, the broader society was steeped in feudalism, so class hierarchies and gender roles were also quite rigid. So you can understand, during this time, spirituality or religiosity, or more plainly, one's yearning to connect with God, it bore a rather stern face. Being a religious person meant you had a strong emphasis on things like penance and the gravity of sin and a very strong obligation to the church. With this context, you can see how Veriditas is quite a radical concept for the time. For one, it puts emphasis on nature and the natural forces outside of the church. It encouraged individuals to seek God in the vitality of nature outside the church, outside of the religious leaders. But also, it's radical because it doubles in its meaning. Veriditas is not just the literal lush greenness of nature. It's also the spiritual fertility within a person. At this time, the church held a significant grip on the spiritual, intellectual, and even political life of the populace. Religious teachings and practices were usually dictated from the top down, leaving little room for individual exploration or interpretation of ideas about God. Veriditas puts the power in the individuals. It gives soul practitioners the power to nurture their own inner world. In this greening spirituality, Hildegard promoted a kind of spiritual autonomy. Veriditas 
It urges people to look inside, to connect with the divine in a more personally nurturing and organic way, independent of the rigid man-made structures and doctrines imposed by the church. And guess what? It gets even more far out. <laughs> Hildegard often linked Veriditas to the feminine aspect of the divine. So Veriditas symbolized the creative and generative force of creation infusing the natural world with vibrancy and renewal. This perspective challenged the conventional medieval Christian theology, which solely emphasized a masculine God and really advocated for restriction, self-denial, and asceticism, sometimes neglecting the recognition of our own humanity, of our own human nature. Veriditas reflects Hildegard's unique perspective on spirituality and the interconnectedness of the physical and spiritual, really challenging the more rigid theological norms of her time. Veriditas, it beckons us to cultivate this greenness in ourselves, season after season after season. Now, let's sail just a little bit further to our last stop into Hildegard's life and find the philosophy of holistic health. Holistic health is a bit of a buzzword today, but centuries ago it was not. And Hildegard was practicing medicine that included body and mind, not as separate entities, but as one system that works together. Now, to be clear, Hildegard was a healer. She was not a technical doctor, but in the time, the boundaries between healer and doctor were not as clear as they are today. But Hildegard was a very learned woman in many disciplines, including the medical sciences of her era. She authored many texts in which she detailed the properties of various plants and herbs, indicating her expertise in herbalism. These texts, they encompass a range of topics, including physiology, nutrition, and the use of various medicinal plants and natural remedies. This demonstrated an approach to healing that was quite holistic and deeply rooted in the rhythms of nature. Again, we can see Veriditas reflected in Hildegard's use of the Earth's elements. Now, Hildegard's holistic approach to health and healing, it integrated physical, spiritual, and mental aspects, really aiming to harmonize the body and the soul. Her grasp of the interconnectedness of the body and mind, her utilization of herbs for healing, and her philosophical approach to well-being, it showcases her role as an eminent healer of her time. She integrated the roles of doctor, herbalist, and spiritual guide into one cohesive system. Now, there's so much more to this woman. I feel like I barely scratched the surface, so I encourage you to do your own research if you feel even a tiny bit inspired by the life and works of Hildegard von Bingen. What I admire most about this woman is that while she was indeed a polymath and a true Renaissance woman, as the historians say, at the core of those titles, Hildegard was simply a curious person, and she leapt from one interest to another, one curiosity to the next, and she fed those curiosities, she fed those interests. She created and she expressed and she shared herself and her mind with the world. How she lived her life is the most inspiring aspect of her legacy. So. Go on, let the age-old wisdom of Hildegard sprinkle a little dash of mystique in your daily life. Welcome Veriditas with open arms, 
Treat your well-being as a cohesive system of body, mind, and spirit. And remember, music isn't just for the ears. It can be a conversation with the universe, guiding you a little bit deeper inside. So thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you can find some inspiration in Hildegard. She is such a badass, such a rock star. Um, But as always, I'm super grateful to have you here listening. If you have any questions, comments, anything at all, you can send me a message. I'll drop my information in the description below. Until next time, stay curious.